Hey everybody, it's Humphreys. Welcome to the Flalilonga podcast. We hope by the end of this presentation, you'll be encouraged to take your next right step in your walk with Jesus. Enjoy. Here this morning, but also welcome if you're worshipping online with us. Uh, please make sure if you're here online for the first time that you let us know. Uh, you can find a connection card on our website and we would love to connect with you. Uh, as Theo said, my name is Kate Mkandawira. I am a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a staff member and leader here at Flood and uh, today I have the privilege of being a teacher as well. So uh, we're in a series at the moment that's called Encountering Jesus and what we're learning about in this series uh, is how our encounters with Jesus change everything. So on that note, I'm going to invite us all to stand as I read today's scripture. And today's scripture is John 4, verses 5 to 15. And it says, So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. But Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God, and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered her, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to come here to draw water. Let's pray. Father God, open our hearts to hear your word. Open our minds to uh, be impacted by your voice and open our lives to be changed as we encounter you. Amen. You may take your seats. So when we look at this story, it's set in uh, a place called Samaria and it's generally hot there. Also, in the setting at this point, they didn't have running water. They didn't turn taps in their home and have it come. So when they were thirsty, when they needed to wash, when they needed to cook, they had to draw water from this well. So we see the setting of this story is uh, a woman who's kind of looking for what she's desiring, which is water. She's just going on any other normal day of her life to the well and she encounters Jesus there. 
even though she wasn't necessarily searching for Jesus at that point, she encountered Jesus because that was when she, where she was looking for what she desired. And my question for you today is, where would Jesus meet you? Where would you be looking for what you desire? Where would Jesus meet you? And I started thinking about this question, so I want to make some confessions myself where I think Jesus would meet me. I can just picture it. I can picture me in my kitchen finishing the last piece of a large bar of Cadbury chocolate and looking up and Jesus is there. And I can picture Jesus saying to me, I know you bought that chocolate to share with Humphreys and I know you plan on throwing out the wrapper and not telling him and I would say, wow, Jesus, you know it all. But I can also picture Jesus saying to me, you can eat that chocolate, but in an hour's time you'll be hungry again. Or I can imagine myself uh, sitting maybe somewhere like this, like at church or out somewhere, just mindlessly scrolling on my phone on social media, that's something I do, and I do it, I think, because I seek connection with people. I wanna know what's happening in other people's lives and in the world, and I can imagine me scrolling, you know, how you get in your own world, and all of a sudden, Jesus sitting next to me. And I can imagine what Jesus would say is, the battery on your phone will die soon, and then where will you get connection? Or, and this is an honest confession, I can imagine on a day that isn't during this 21-day fast, myself sitting on a hot afternoon with my good friend Edith as we both crack open cold glass bottles of Coke, desiring for our thirst to be quenched, to be refreshed with that cold Coke, and suddenly looking up and Jesus being there. I can imagine Jesus first maybe pointing out that there's something like eight tablespoons of sugar in those Cokes. But then I can also imagine Jesus saying, you can drink those Cokes, but in 20 minutes time, you'll be hot and thirsty again. Because they're the places where I desire things that I can imagine Jesus meeting me in those desires. For maybe for you, those don't resound for you. What you desire is something completely different. Maybe what you find yourself really searching for and desiring is comfort and familiarity. Or maybe it's sex or money. Maybe it's purpose or achievement for you. Or maybe you're at home and you've been at home for some time and what you're really desiring now is looking at that front door thinking, I really wish I could go somewhere. Maybe what you desire is fame or power and influence. We all have different desires in us and we all seek for those desires to be satisfied in all different places. But the reality I think is that even though we all have all different desires, every desire has underneath it our ultimate desire, which is for God. Uh, Bruce Marshall said, The man who rings the bell at the brothel is ultimately looking for God. So we think, when we think of our desires and what we seek to satisfy them, we have this idea of what it will bring to us. If I just get enough money to not have to work anymore, I'll never need to worry about earning money again, I will have arrived. If I just set up my life, to be comfortable enough, 
then I won't have to strive for things anymore. I'll just rest in comfort forever. The reality is, though, when you only have to talk, look at the stories of kind of famous people to see that our consistent experience is when we arrive, we find we're still hungry. We find we're still wanting. We find there's even more desire in us because of this reality that underneath all of our desire is our ultimate desire for God. C.S. Lewis said, this is probably my all-time favorite quote, he said, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but indeed too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drugs and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the seaside, we are far too easily pleased. And what he is pointing to is that if we simply stop at our desires without going to search for the underlying desire, which is that one for God, we settle for what is less than ultimate satisfaction. We settle for temporary satisfaction the type of satisfaction that is gone in an hour and actually leaves us hungering more than we were before. So I want to make today just three points about what is the ultimate satisfaction that God has on offer. Looking at this story, this is what Jesus, why Jesus met her at the well, hey? It's why he used this metaphor or analogy that was right there in front of them because he wanted her to grasp how his ultimate satisfaction that was on offer was so much better than the water she was drawing from the well. So the first point is that ultimate satisfaction is a gift. Jesus says to her, if you knew, you would have asked, and I would have given, in verse 10. And that tells us that we cannot earn ultimate satisfaction. I know that's an inclination to me. I think if I can just work hard enough if I can just do enough, then I can earn my right or that I can arrive then at that place of satisfaction. But you can't work hard enough to earn it. Ultimate satisfaction is a gift and it's a gift from God alone. The author of Ecclesiastes, I think, kind of pointed to this when he talked about how toil is meaningless. I think one thing he was pointing to is that no matter how hard you toil, you will still hunger unless you're receiving this ultimate satisfaction that's a gift from Jesus. The second point is that ultimate satisfaction is lasting. Unlike the satisfaction from that last piece of chocolate that simply leaves my husband with no chocolate to eat and me wishing that I had chocolate later, ultimate satisfaction never runs out. What Jesus says in verse 14 to the woman is, whoever drinks this water will never thirst again, will be satisfied. And I loved that beautiful psalm Theo read for us before and that last bit that says, your beauty and love chase after me. I think it's alluding to the same thing when we're receiving the gift of ultimate satisfaction from God. That satisfaction is lasting that love and beauty continues on. My third point about ultimate satisfaction is that it multiplies itself. 
So Jesus says to this woman in verse 14, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up into eternal life. What it's saying is that ultimate satisfaction begets more satisfaction, and that is so different from the nature of temporary satisfaction in the world. The satisfaction of eating one thing doesn't lead to more satisfaction. Usually it actually leads to more hunger for it. But what God says is that his satisfaction, his ultimate satisfaction, begets more satisfaction until it flows from you to the people around you as a spring of water welling up. And isn't that just a really beautiful picture? To experience that type of satisfaction that wells up till other people say, wow, the way that person seems satisfied is a blessing to me and to others. So I want to ask you the question once again, and then I'm going to share with you some of mine. Where would Jesus meet you? What is the well in your life? Where is the place you go when you desire things? And I think for me, uh, it would be maybe, it does happen, sorry, when I'm on my phone scrolling. Jesus reminds me the connection I'm ultimately desiring is with him. When I'm eating that chocolate, he reminds me the comfort I'm ultimately seeking is him. And when I'm drinking that refreshing Coke, God reminds me that the source of daily refreshment in my life is him. So I want to ask you the question once more. If Jesus were to meet you today, where would he meet you? Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to the Flaldironge podcast. For more sermons, visit our website at floodchurch.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Flaldironge YouTube channel and like our Facebook page. Stay blessed.